0: Greetings, Alpha Seekers. Uh, It's Thursday, and I have another Nugent Ventures uh, report for you. The theme this week is catastrophes, catastrophic drops in stocks. And uh, it shows you the uh, the volatility in the fall off a cliff or, or climb up Mount Everest volatility involved with these uh, biotech stocks. So this is a company that I have been tracking, Raphael, which is a nice name. It's an oncology company and it fell 70% today. They have a program called Divinistat, I would pronounce that, uh, which failed its main stage goal in late-stage adenocarcinoma trial, adenocarcinoma. So that's a tough day for them. Um, Failed to meet the primary endpoint of significant improvement in overall survival uh, in patients with metastatic adenocarcinoma of the pancreas. So that's pancreatic cancer, which is a tough one. Uh, There are different kinds of it but uh, I knew uh, one of the past presidents of the American Medical Association. I met him in the 80s when he was a medical student. His name was Ron Davis, and he was like a public health preventive medicine specialist. This guy was like the healthiest living guy you could imagine. not an ounce of fat on him. But he he was an Ashkenazi Jew, and they have a... uh, Genetic predisposition to this. So there was really, you know, DNA is destiny, and there was nothing he could do about it, and there was nothing that could be done for it by the medical science of the time. And he was a past president of AMA, so you can imagine he was as knowledgeable and connected as anybody on earth. And he passed away at a very young age. I don't think he was, uh, you know, maybe he was in his 40s? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But very, very smart guy, clean liver, you know, as connected as you can be with an MD degree and couldn't do anything about it. And, of course, I think that's what got Steve Jobs, too. But I do know one other person who had it and lived through it and beat it and is still living today. I think he's about my age. Very successful fellow. So it depends what kind of you have. But... um The trial was a bust, and uh, the stock went down 70%, but uh, they're going to uh, keep working on it and see if they can. This is Raphael Holdings, symbol RFL. And then there's a, I don't know if there's a parent company or what, uh, Raphael Pharmaceuticals. So they seem to have broken out this product maybe and I don't know. So there's some pretty derogatory Smart Alec comments on the comments side but this was a $60 stack in July, and now it's an $8 stock. So again, you know, um, it's the same kind of trade. If you wanna play at all, you know, you could sell $5 puts. I mean, what could, you can't fall off the floor, right? And uh, maybe use some of that to buy an upside call in the hopes that somehow they can find something in the data that would provide some sort of indication for some variety of pancreatic cancer. I don't know a thing about this company. I never actually really, it never really uh, got on my radar very much up until seeing it drop 70%, but that's two this week. So that's what can happen in this business. And so, you know, if you look at a five, let's look at a five-year chart on this. You could have got into this Back in 18 at five bucks. And if you did, you know, if it starts going up, it peaked at one point at a top of uh, 16 and then it had a top of 60. Well, you want to get out of Dodge at any of those points. (laughs) You know, you may want to uh, do a stock replacement trade just in case it goes up from there and buy some buy some calls, sell the underline, or you may want to buy a put. But um, there's nothing wrong with buying a stock at five and selling at 40 or 60 when you get 8X or 12X. I mean, you don't want anything in there. So, uh, in fact, you could have sold the stock and bought a put where you got in, and you'd be one rich dude today. So that's the kind of thinking you have to you have to exercise here. You don't want to fall in love with these things. You just want to take your profit. Nobody ever went broke, as Kramer says, taking a profit. So but that's an example of you know the opportunities we see in this biotech space if you keep track of the FDA events that are coming up and you manage the positions wisely. And this happens obviously. You know, it's not like, oh, I miss Moderna, or I miss Biontech, or I miss the happens every day. You know, stocks go up big, they go down big, and they do so at reasonably predictable junctures. Not totally, because, you know, stuff happens. But that's just it for today. I just wanted to call that one out. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be back in the act of trading here as soon as I get my credentials and we're going to play with my money and my investors money and we're going to see what we can do with it and if we do good then I may start uh, trying to drum up some more investment but we are going to you know now that we've changed traders and we're bringing me off the bench uh, we're going to see if I can lay down some successes and then then I will have the uh, confidence and trust in myself to ask if anybody else wants to join my my merry band. Uh, so, anyway, the other thing I have to report is Terrific Writing picked up two clients in the last week, and substantial ones. So, uh, I don't know what's going on. I do know that I... Uh, you know, redid my LinkedIn profile, I was kind of all over the place, an investor and a, you know, litigation connection guy and uh, the marketing outsource guy. And the reality is, nobody's hiring outsourced marketing people. Although I did get one of these gigs this is more or less a marketing thing. Uh, but lots of people are hiring writers. So I've been taking a lot of interviews, which is a big change. And I don't know if it has to do... You know, there's confounding variables because I changed my LinkedIn profile and, you know, we're now coming out of the pandemic. So I have a feeling that it's a virtuous confluence of me doing a better job being just, you know, if you're two or three different things LinkedIn, the algorithm doesn't know what to do with you. But if you're just one thing, like a hedgehog, you know, then it does, and then it starts pushing all sorts of jobs at you that you know, are more work from home freelance and uh, are uh, you know, focused on what your profile is focused on. So you know, I had thought that age was what was keeping me from uh, gainful employment, but maybe not. I mean, I got hired one. One of these companies wanted to hire me full-time, but they wouldn't do it because I'm in Illinois. And I don't want the tax taxes So that's another benefit of being an Illinoisan or an Illini. Uh And they said, Do you mind doing a freelance? We'll pay you the same. And I said, No, fine. I mean, never made sense to me to be full time anyway. So, but they're going to pay me the same money, which is good. So uh, it's one of these deals where I can have like two or three full time jobs, you know? And uh, that's the only way I can do it these days for me. Because I'm not going to get one of those big executive sweet jobs at this stage of the game. So, uh, anyway, that's good news. And, yet we're never too busy for referrals. So if you know anybody who needs any writing, whatever kind, uh, send them my way. And I'll see if I can handle it. As we grow, hopefully we're going to be hiring a, sort of a pool of talent and just kind of get in the middle of it and be the creative director. So uh, capacity hopefully won't be an issue. I know there's plenty of people looking for writing jobs, and there's plenty of people looking for writers. So if I can figure out a way to monetize that, which is the whole game plan here, um, you know, that'll scale, hopefully. So anyway, I just wanted to give you an update. Those of you who follow the podcast are kind of, You know, it's like my Christmas postcard letter or whatever to update you on how I'm doing. And I'm doing a lot better now than I was a week ago. So that's good. Anyway, live long, prosper. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.